0: Merry Christmas. Connie Claus here on Coast to Coast AM. Happy Hanukkah. I hope you guys are having a great time. I hope you're opening presents. You got what you wanted. I hope you've been nice and not naughty. I hope good things are happening. You're sharing with your family and your friends and there's good food and and uh, eggnog. Somebody got on me and said, eggnog's bad for you. No, 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 no. Who you been talking to? Eggnog is delish. It's wonderful! You got to do it and put a little nutmeg on there too. Oh, wait a minute! What do I hear? Adam is shaking his tambourine, is what it sounds like.
1: I, I gotta <laughs> but put
2: wait, nod down real quick, shake harder. Are they?
0: <laughs> is is that is that Santa's sleigh bells actually? No, I got a friend who's a Clydesdale. <laughs> hey, let me borrow them. So let me see where he is. Let's find out where he is. So those of you that are listening to us. Oh, my goodness. Well, you could. It's in... uh, Let's see. They're heading to Fort St. John, British Columbia, Canada at about 26 seconds. Right there, B.C., Fort St. John, B.C. 20 seconds heading that way. If you're up and you're listening to us, just stop enough for Santa to go by. He's pretty quick. You don't want to miss out on your gifts. In fact, the gifts delivered right now—is that Adam? Tell me, does, is that six billion, six hundred twenty-two million, and then it just keeps going from there?
2: The count of gifts? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's over half a billion.
0: Yeah. It, well, he's almost a seven billion. That's amazing. Santa's cool. So throw out those, uh, you know, put those Christmas cookies out there, a little glass of milk and maybe something maybe a little nog, maybe a little special nog. And uh there you go. More more Santa updates as they come. We are talking about with the paranormal Christian, we are talking with Richard Lewis, and we were talking about tonight what Christmas is all about, the birth of Jesus, the nativity scene. So when Richard, when it comes to you know, there there's these miraculous things that if you go to some people, and I've met them myself in the churches I've gone to, uh, you tell them you've seen a UFO, you tell them, you know, any of the things we talk about, and my fellow friends <laughs> will say, you're nuts, you're crazy. But you go back into those times, and Mary has a child, and she says to her husband, hey... Uh, you know, I know we haven't consummated anything here, but guess what? I'm having a kid. You know, yeah. whoa, what happened? Oh, yeah. I can barely hear you there. Wh- can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. So what? Okay. What happens there when it comes to telling the husband or the? You know, I I guess are they married at this point? But also, well, they
2: were but, they were engaged. Okay, so okay. Um, but in the uh, in the Jewish tradition. That was the same as as being married. Basically, they were betrothed, which you know that was um, that you were bound already uh, when you were betrothed to someone. And, um, and in fact, um, the Bible tells us that uh, Joseph was going to put Mary away quietly. So he basically was going to divorce a uh, divorce her uh, quietly what? when he found out. Um, oh, he was right. Okay. Quietly, yeah. Which uh, shows that he, you know, he was a righteous man. He didn't want to make a big fuss or, or em, embarrass anyone. Um, so there was actually, uh, he was actually visited in a dream, you know, uh, by an angel that, that, that told him, um, that, Hey, this is, uh, this is for real. So, uh, so do, so do the right thing. And, and, you know, so that's you know, that's what Joseph did. And he was, and he honored, and he honored Mary through the, through the rest of the, um, the rest of the journey. So and uh, and it was an arduous journey too, you know. I mean, um, the the journey from uh, Nazareth to, to Bethlehem, uh, and uh, you know, it was a good four day, at least four days or so, probably about twenty miles a day, about eighty to ninety miles, and uh, with a pregnant uh, woman, a young young woman, and probably a young man, you know, Mary might have even been a teenager. A lot of scholars believe. Uh, at that point, and and you know Joseph's always pictured as an older man, um, in 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 the art, or he often is, and we have no evidence that that's the case. He might have been a young man uh, himself, perhaps maybe a little older than Mary, but um, uh, because he, uh, you know, disappears from the from the record uh, as Jesus is, is grown, uh, but you know in those days uh, people didn't always live a, a full lifespan, so there's a lot of reasons why Joseph might not have been around in the later years. But yeah, so uh, it's very interesting. And, and I don't know why people don't embrace, uh, you know, I, I call myself the paranormal Christian, you know, and you can find out more about me at richarddlewisauthor.com. But it's not, you know, it's, paranormal shouldn't be a taboo word for either enthusiasts of the paranormal, obviously it isn't, but also for people who are Christians or of any faith because um, it simply means supernatural. And our ancestors had a supernatural worldview. Um, our ancestors all across the world. And, and many of the, you know, the the native traditions, the tribal peoples of of the of the earth, um, they still have that supernatural worldview. They're still more in touch with the spirit world than than most of us. With
0: since the Enlightenment
2: movement, um, the movement towards uh, scientific rationalism, which is great. You know, I love science, and if you read my books, you'll see that there's science all throughout. Um, but we lost touch with something along the way, which is something I'm trying to do with the paranormal Christian brand, is to bring these worlds together to correlate it all, because when I read the Bible, I see a paranormal proof text from cover to cover. There's no reason why Christians shouldn't be embracing that. And then for the people who are outside of the church who maybe have been put off by something they've experienced or heard or or heard about us, um, it's, it's not what you think. I mean, the things that you believe, that you understand, things go bump in the night, ghosts, all these other kinds of things, these are not outside of the biblical canon. I mean, it's there for those who have eyes to see.
0: Yeah, I'm one of those people that think that the uh, Star of Bethlehem might be some sort of UFO with the beam of light that pointed the way. Yeah, I'm, I would be one of those once I've learned a whole lot of different things along the way. Uh, and I would, in fact, ask you about, you know, the the um, the portraits and, or all the paintings that have sure. the UFOs in the background and things like that. And we just, you know, we call them the UFOs. Uh, but back then, like I remember even the journals of Christopher Columbus and hearing that there were candles in the sky or candles under the water when he was talking about the uh, USOs and the UFOs in the sky and and that was just the way they knew how to describe it back then and wrote that down in their journals. They, they had candles. So it was, there's a candle lit up in the water down below and there's a candle in the sky. And and when we hear these things of there's a beam of light and there's an angel and there's this and that, it's, it's all interpretation at the time. So when, you know, as I've grown up, what I've been taught along the way, and then as I've grown up and been out and I go searching for, the strange lights, and I see them, and they look just like to me what was described in the Bible, uh, in the different scriptures and and different, golly, a lot of history. And I'm thinking, wow, they're describing exactly what they said was an angel coming down or or this or that. And it's like, and I'm seeing it right in front of me and it's clearly something floating around and now it's got to be my light on one of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what I, what I really enjoy about you is you can do the Christian side, but you can also go, well, guess what? I saw a UFO and, and guess okay. what? I know that there's tarot cards and there's this and there's that. And you're, sure. you're talking astrology as much as you're talking astronomy. And right. that's, Usually not the case. And so.
2: Yeah, because the way I see it is the creator, you know, the source, we call that source God, um, is sovereign and it's the uncreated, right? So God has to be sovereign over everything, which would include, you know, if they are there, alien life, you know, and, you know, angels, God would by nature be extraterrestrial because they are not of this earth, whether that means what what some other people might think it means, like, you know, aliens, I mean, an angel is an extraterrestrial. Now, I don't think, I personally don't think it's the extra biological uh, answer, which a lot of people do, and I respect, you know, those opinions. I think it's possible they're out there. I mean, there's, you know, some 100 billion stars in our Milky Way galaxy, and there's some 100 billion galaxies like the Milky Way. so. It stands to reason that God in his sovereignty may have chosen to put life on, you know, maybe millions of other planets uh, like ours. Although I do think our planet is special. But uh, that being the case, when it comes to um, the natural, I feel that, um, you know, when you look for the supernatural, the natural is really what you should expect most of the time. Uh, Not that God in his agency could not, you know, bend space and time because. He exists outside of that. I mean, you know, all matter, space, time, energy, all emerge together. You know, we we know space started with the Big Bang, but people forget that time also started with the Big Bang. And so for every effect, there's a cause. And so that means that you have to reduce it back to where there's an uncaused cause. And then you go back to that singularity. Behind that, that's where God is. So he's outside of time and space. He's the Alpha and Omega. That's what Jesus said that he is in the book of Revelation. So everything is now to God. But when it comes to the star of Bethlehem, like I said, I respect that a lot of people believe that it was a UFO, but I think the natural explanation can also explain it because these magi, again, they were astrologers, right? They were astronomers. They knew the stars, and they said his star rose in the sky. And um, what really convinced me of this, Connie, was the great conjunction of December 21, 2020 um when now this i don't think this particular conjunction was the bethlehem star even though that's what people were calling it in the press um but it was very very impressive this um conjunction and um it was the closest great conjunction since uh July 16 1623 um and actually that one wasn't even very visible because the sun was closer in proximity harder to see the last time um that we had a conjunction like that was um, 800 years ago. Okay, and um, again, when you see a Jupiter, okay, a- and Saturn, right, this close together, so close that they actually appear as one body. Now, this is just two, two of the great, the great bodies, and uh, they come together to form a single point of light in the sky. Here in, uh, I'm actually speaking to you from from New York City. By the way, Merry Christmas. It's already <laughs> Christmas here in New York. So, oh, Merry so, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um it's beautiful. Oh my god, it's cold, but um we're having a good time. But actually, I, as you know, I live in LA, and uh, at the time this was the only star in the southwest sky when this happened, right? And it hung low on the horizon right over the buildings at my office in the foreground. Um so for me, this made it very easy to imagine that star of Bethlehem because um it just sat there, right? Just right it's like it's pointing down at those buildings and you say, well, how does that help you frame the, the nativity? Well, it's the perfect framing. I mean, it looked just like an, a nativity scene. But the the Magi had to use their investigative skills. They had to ask around. They had to interview people and finding their way. Because remember, they asked King Herod, where is he, right? If the star led them, then they wouldn't have needed to ask. So as they journeyed and asked around and got to where they found and, and following the prophecies and everything else, then when they get to the spot, then they look, and the star is there over you know where, where the Christ child and his parents are. To me, that's that's a perfectly natural explanation, and I think it vibes with the Bible. But hey, are there ETs out there? Uh, I already said that angels and God are extraterrestrial by their very nature, and and the other things. I mean, you know, in uh, the most famous verse in the Bible for for Christians and even non-Christians. Now this one is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And the word that we translate into English for word is actually cosmos, okay? So that means all of creation. Uh, I mean, implicitly it means the earth, but everything in the created order is, is really what it means, so, which would include ETs. And, you know, the Pope um, in 2014 really raised eyebrows when he started talking about baptizing aliens, and he said, you know, who would I be to stand in the way of, of God's um, grace?
0: Yeah, that was pretty interesting because there's already so many rumors about the Pope and that type of thing, and then he came out and said that, and as well as uh, you know we should greet them or meet them. He said something else too, that uh, you know, saying that they're there, that they're real.
2: <laughs> so it's very, very interesting. You know, a lot of people think that uh, there's there's folks in the church that uh, may know more than than what's what's been revealed, but you know that uh, that particular talk he was speaking, you know, directly to his clergy and was just, I think, given an example. But, you know, it's very interesting. Is that what you
0: think? You don't think there was anything else to it? Um,
2: I personally don't think um, that the Church has knowledge of um, alien contact or anything like that. I mean, I'm open to that being the case, but I I just don't see the evidence there. And um, I'm I'm all for it, you know, if it's there. um, There's so many aspects, you know, um, there's the uh, there's the interdimensional theory, you know that uh, Jacques Vallée talked about that uh, Jay Allen Hynek uh, Jay embraced, you know, towards the later years. You know, I'm a proponent for that for like uh, the really like the close encounter stuff where you're talking about, you know, abduction phenomena. I mean, people call on the name of Jesus and abductions uh, cease. You know, that's a phenomenon that most ufologists don't report. Um, And then there's our own stuff. We talked about that earlier, the $90 billion uh, secret budget. There's people that talk about a secret space program, which um, I don't know if it exists, but, um, hey, if you saw a flying wing back in uh, the early 1940s, you would think that that was a UFO. And, I mean, all these amazing amazing technologies that have been uh, produced over the years, uh, they, they would appear pretty fantastic to uh, somebody that um, doesn't know something that's like been rich of skunk work said 50 years ahead of what we know about so
0: i don't know it's it's very interesting richard lewis is who we're talking with the paranormal christian we'll get back with him with a minute we've got santa that is roaming around and he is zooming past i want to let make sure that those of you that are awake that need to be asleep so that you can get your gifts you'll know where we're at he was just last seen at Goodyear, Arizona. He was just last seen in Goodyear, Arizona. He is now heading to Farmington, New Mexico. He's going to be there in in two minutes and nine seconds. Okay, he is, you know, you, you talk about fast. You talk about warp speed. Santa's got it going on. Dancer Prance are doing their best. Looks like they're still in shape. Everything's fine. Doesn't look like they're breathing too heavy. I think they've got a lot more to go for the night. But it's uh, uh, Farmington, New Mexico. They're going to be there in one minute, 48 seconds. Gifts delivered already is 6706000000 And, and it's just flying by. If you'd like to also follow us at or NORADSanta.org, you can do that and you can watch as well. It's just wonderful to see him going across the globe as fast as he does. I don't know how he does it. I was hoping to live stream with him. That's going to happen later. Connie Willis here on Coast to Coast AM. Merry Christmas from Coast to Coast AM. Connie Claus with you tonight. Got a little holiday music for you. Little Santa updates. In fact, I think we have a new Santa update. Adam, can you tell me where he was last seen? It looks like he just passed over Newark, New Jersey. Wow. Oh, no. And he's okay? Oh, wait a minute. I can see on his sleigh there's a little bit of graffiti on the side. What? No. I'm just kidding. I live close by there at one point, so I can say that. <laughs> so I see that uh again I cannot believe the amount of gifts that have been delivered already and they are just flying. I mean it's like what is he doing? The magic of Santa. He himself is an extraterrestrial. He can stop time. He's the master of time. He he is absolutely amazing. I'm going to refresh here. We are watching Santa from with NORAD. We do that this every year or at least I usually do when I'm on. And let's see here. Oh, I just, I just lost the feed. Oh no, Santa. It must be going through a snowstorm, a blizzard. Some of those Arctic winds once again. Oh my goodness. I lost him. (laughs) We'll, we'll make sure everything's okay. But, but, but in the meantime, let's go back to our paranormal Christian we are going to be taking your calls as well about the questions that you have that you've always wanted to ask because we have got the guy that will give you the answer. Richard is an expert on the supernatural and Christianity, and he correlates the mystical with the biblical worldview. Getting back to Christmas night, the reason that we're here, Christ was born. The all the phenomenal things that happen that nobody can explain now in the world, Richard, of now, when we see something or if somebody, you know, if I had a kid and they came to me and said, hey, hey, mom, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to have a kid. What have you been doing? <laughs> I'm going to have a baby. What 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 smack? what are you doing? You know, you know. Um, what is it? How was it back then? when these phenomenal phenomenal things were occurring, were they uh people that would accept this stuff or was it Because re- we don't hear a lot of the the hater part of it. Was there a lot of hater part like there is here today? Well, you know,
2: in ancient times people had a supernatural worldview. So uh and you see this in all cultures across the the earth, not just in the Judeo Christian traditions, but this connection to spirit, and the more uh, tribal peoples always were in, in touch with spirit, and they believe in the supernatural. They believe in in revelations uh, coming in dreams and things like that. So, you know, the, the supernatural was not unheard of, and that's what I'm trying to do is get people back to that to that supernatural worldview that uh, we had in biblical times. On the other hand, you know, your your wife, your betrothed says, hey, um, you know, I've, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna have a baby, and it's not yours, but don't worry, it's from God. You know, that's that's gonna be a bit tough for for uh, for anyone to can't accept. can't
0: do that th- in d- in today's times, so could you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be really tough. Um, and if you believe in miracles, and like I said, you know, as a paranormal Christian, for any of you that are interested in paranormal, the first order of paranormal is to expect the normal, like look for the normal first, right? Because things that go bump in the night are usually not something paranormal. It could be a creaky old house, they make noises, wind, shadows from the moon cast on your bedroom wall at night when you can't sleep, uh, you eat something bad before bed. All these things can create, you know, you know, people can have uh, hallucinations, you know, these things are all are natural, but there is something more. And when it comes to the miraculous conception of jesus christ i mean now this is one that i personally have to take on faith i mean it's uh, i don't need this for my faith i mean if i found out that somehow it could be proven that jesus was naturally conceived uh, i'm not trying to speak in heresies for anyone from the church that's listening but you know i would be okay with that he's still my christ he's still my savior i can still see god coming through if it were that but i take the bible for what it said and all these prophecies said That it would be a virgin and then that's what uh, we have revealed to us in the testament so i believe it and it's one of those things you just have to take on faith but the god that can create you know all of heaven and earth and everything we see i mean could seems like could certainly manipulate time and space in such a way as to make this miraculous thing happen
0: what were mary and joseph told what did they know of this child what were they having to prepare for and how were they chosen
2: well uh, mary was chosen because of her of her righteousness and um you know and that's why um in like the catholic church for example um we have the hail mary now you mentioned earlier that i'm with the lutheran church missouri synod um but you know we still and i personally honor honor mary i believe in mary and um so she was chosen because uh she was righteous that's what the scriptures tell us and um joseph as well so somehow they would be able to carry out this mission of raising this child and 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 dealing with it like i said i'm sure it was it was challenging but um they also got reassurance reassurance through their two dreams joseph had dreams you know um after the magi visited they opened their treasures presented him with the gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh we talked about that before and they were warned in a dream not to go back to king Herod because he was going to seek out the life of this coming king and um uh, and then when when they had gone an angel appeared to joseph in a dream you know and he told him to get up and take the child and escape to egypt and that's how they would escape um uh, this 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 coming you know this comeuppance or this uh, seeking out of, of to kill the child, uh, you know. So and again, that's that's with the dream. But you know, in the Bible, it says you know that you will dream dreams. You'll receive visions. So that's not. Uh, I mean, it is supernatural, but it's also natural because it's coming through the dream time.
0: So Jesus is born. We don't know a lot about his childhood, but but we know about a lot of the miracles later. Right. Those were amazing. So, I mean, they were miraculous. So, him right. having these abilities, I, I just, I don't know, maybe you can't, I don't even know if you can answer this, but during his childhood, I mean, hey. Hey, there's a there's a bowl of Cheerios over there. I'm gonna zap them over here. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm I'm being extreme, but you know, he could do some really cool things. I wonder if that happened as a kid, and how well, they handled you know,
2: that. I think that would make a great series. It would, it would certainly be anecdotal and conjecture and everything, but the the you know the Jesus childhood would make a great miniseries. You know, um, if uh, if HBO Max is listening or something, Connie, maybe we can. Um, work a deal out or something, and work some screenplays <laughs> up. But um, hey, uh, you know, I don't think of uh, of the Christ Child as a superhero. I mean, here's the thing: is it, it says that in the Bible that he grew in stature and wisdom over time, and it also says that Mary treasured these things up in her heart. Like whenever uh, they temporarily lost uh, lost him because he stayed back and was hanging out in the temple with the elders and teachers, and um, you know, speaking. The scriptures with them like basically like a grown man you know but the thing to know about jesus is he was able to accomplish these things because of his great faith and that's that's what we believe you know and the bible says that if you if you have enough faith you can you can call for a mountain to be removed into the sea and it will happen you know and i gotta tell you i tried this before you know i tried doing you know the yoda you know the obi-wan kenobi thing where you know i (laughs) you know it's like okay mountain move you know I mean you could try it with anything, you know. There's uh make something levitate even, you know, just something minor like that. But it's if God calls you to do it, right? And that's the thing is that it was through his great faith and belief that he was able to accomplish these things. But yeah, we do believe in the miracles. We do believe those things those things happened and it was to show the people who he was so that they would believe.
0: Well, what what's it all about? Why why this night. Why do we celebrate this? Why was Jesus born?
2: Well, he's our savior. I mean, that's that's the thing. The name Jesus means, um, you know, he's the savior of, of, of his people, um, and so that's what he's come come to do. And and Jesus is is for everybody, you know. And and that's really the meaning of the night Advent. Uh, advent and easter that's the two most important times um, in the church calendar in this advent like we're anticipating the coming you know of our lord the coming of of god and man together as one i mean it's a singular event in all of humanity
0: How, how did he fulfill the prophecy by this night
2: well i mean i think it's fulfilled in so many ways um you know, we mentioned earlier the, the prophecies of Isaiah, um, the prophecies of, of, of Micah, and um, you know, we we spoke about um, you know the ruler to be born in, in Bethlehem, um, which is which is very interesting. I mean, he was actually Jesus is from Nazareth, uh, from Galilee. You know, and Galilee was kind of like a rough town, basically. And you know, there's that's one of the reasons why some of the elders and teachers didn't accept him as the Christ because they said nothing good. Uh, comes from Galilee, but he was from Bethlehem because he was born in Bethlehem. See that's very interesting. Um, so he fulfilled he fulfilled that prophecy. Um, you know, Palm Sunday was celebrate when he arrived in Jerusalem triumphant uh, uh, riding on a donkey. That's another prophecy. Um, in the book of Isaiah, which was written some seven hundred years before Christ, um, is basically like another um, it's like you've got the you've got you've got the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John it's like, hey, there's this other book that testifies about about Christ but it happens before he's even born you know uh, the book of Isaiah th- there's literally hundreds of prophecies that he fulfilled and then you know in his birth i mean it was special i mean that's why the magi saw it as special and the other thing too is there were also shepherds that came to to visit the Christ child so that shows how you know he's for all people you see these these people from the east okay the magi they traveled some you know, two to four months probably. They were uh, somewhere east of Jerusalem, probably Arabia or Mesopotamia. That's a long trip, you know. But then there's the shepherds, and, you know, being a shepherd was not, you know, as an esteemed career back in those days. And they were dirty. They were out in the fields. But it was it was special enough that the angels, you know, came to them said, Hey, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. You know, and this will be the sign: you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You know, so this is a, this is for everyone. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. You know, so for those who believe, He brings us peace. Do we have peace on the earth? We don't have that. Uh, it says He came to bring a sword as well, and that's the sword that comes from His mouth, which is the words He speaks, and that cuts some people. But it shouldn't, because what does He say? He says, "Love thy neighbor," you know, um, uh, as yourself. Uh, And if we all did that, we would have peace on earth.
0: We're going to go to the phones here real quick because we got a lot of people on the line. So let me just suggest that everybody, uh, if you can ask your question and then sit back to hear it because we have got the lines lit up. Let's go to wildcard line number one, Wayne out of Washington. Wayne, you are on coast to coast. Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for being with us.
1: Well, thank you very much, Lady Connie. Yes, uh, we, we go by faith, but we can also go by probability and statistics. It's a matter of science. Uh, the great prophet Isaiah contains an incredible claim about the Lord God contrasting himself with the pagan gods, which many people worship today even in the form of idols. And God says, here is how you will know that I am the true God. And those so-called gods are nothing. I will tell you that in the end from the beginning, I will tell you what will happen before it happens. And then when those things come to pass, that will be the proof to you that I alone am God. You know, there's a fantastic statistician from uh, uh, Pasadena City College. His name is Peter Stoner. And uh, he worked out the probabilities of Jesus fulfilling uh, just 48 of the 300 and some prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. And uh, he said that in in fulfilling these 48 prophecies, uh, it's uh, like a a statistic that is just, uh, I can't even fathom the number of zeros. It's like 10 to the 27 zeros after it. Uh, I I can't even say those type of words that talk about math and those type of numbers. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But here's what it gets down to, basically. Uh, Becoming uh, uh, a Christian, a Christ follower, is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone. It's that simple. And many people try to make it very difficult and very hard, but it's not difficult at all. Jesus said, if you call upon my name, you will be saved.
0: Nice stuff. Nice stuff, Wayne.
1: And the
2: Bible also says that God wants all people to be saved. So it's not like, you know, he's playing favorites here, right? Basically, God presents himself. The Bible tells us that, you know, I knock on the door. He who answers, I will come in and dine with him. So, you know, opening the door, right, that's not a that's not a work of of that's that's a that's a matter of you just open the door. I mean, like, you basically just don't reject God is is all. And and that's, you know, God is in the saving business, right? And he won't be frustrated in this effort. You know, Martin Luther called the devil God's devil because of how small the devil is in comparison. You know, this is what we believe as as Christians in the Church. Uh, Another good one is the suffering servant, Isaiah 53. I mean, when you look at that, I mean, that's clearly pictures... Um, the crucifixion. And again, Isaiah, some 700 years before Christ, like the caller just said, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies that were fulfilled, um, it's eye-watering. I mean, people that want to debunk it a lot of times end up changing. I mean, there's there's a book by Lee Strobel who was, um, who was a journalist trying to debunk Christianity. It's called The Case for Christ, and he became a, a Christian through this research and, and, and learning about these things. So, you know, it's very compelling.
0: Absolutely. It's Richard D. Lewis Author dot com. Richard D. Lewis Author dot com. That's where you can find Richard, the paranormal Christian, and you can learn more about him and his background, what he's done, and a couple of his books that he's got out there too. We'll ask him about that here shortly. But that is uh once again, and write this down because it's a little long one, but you can always go to our website and learn more, and that's Richard D. Lewis Author. Dot com so we're going to take more of your questions we got a lot of you on the line so we'll get back to that pretty quickly uh we also have 'twas the night before christmas coming up for us too and more santa updates connie willis here Oops, oh, sorry connie claus merry christmas merry christmas eve to some people still i hope you're doing well